Uh, what's up, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of the Zero Chance Podcast. This is Brady Phelps at Lob Shots, and I am joined, as always, by Mr. Rick Romero at RJ's Fro. What's up, Rick? Hi, everybody. You may notice uh, a little uh, little difference in the sound quality this week. Or maybe not. Maybe you're just that good that they cannot tell any difference between a microphone and a set of uh, Apple earbuds. Maybe there's no difference at all. Maybe. Which I don't know. Um, so a little bit unique. We are actually in the recording on it, it's Monday night, right? About eight thirty, oh, and Brad Hand just struck out, struck him out. He did. Yep. Padres, Padres won seven six. Brad Hand with the save. Seven six. All right, that's great. I was watching on uh, what is this game game day, whatever, and you're actually watching on the television. So yeah. It looks like that pitch was way in, uh, way inside. Fooled up. Uh, all right, nice work. So, end of the night, Padres win. This is huge. So, Clayton Richard just got um, a three-run jack. He hit the ball like 415. I, I'm i very impressed with his ability to uh, go yard like that. That was flipping awesome. Um, anyway, what are, your, what are your impressions? Did you get to see the game at all other than just now watching Brad Hand close I, it out? Yeah, I missed the home run. I heard about the home run, uh, but I got to see like the last like couple innings here, so... Uh, Brad Hand looked actually really good pitching right now. And that's, yeah, that's that's a very good thing. <laughs> Man, I I tell you what. So I I'm you know, and I know that it, it's probably not great podcasting to um, go back and just like rehash tweets you sent out throughout the week. I mean, that's probably not great. But um, you know, I will just not read. But you know, I was so stoked after Brad Hand had you know he had he had blown a save. And then he had also lost a hold or whatever. And I can totally hear your phone buzzing, by the way, yet again, Rick. Um, but anyway, after those two <laughs> things, four, I didn't hear anything. Um, unless it was my phone and I'm blaming you. <laughs> yeah, it did. It buzzed. It was your, it came through my ears, not yeah. through my feeling. My anyway, phone. Yeah. Your, your brick that you call a phone. Um, but anyway, I was so pumped that Andy Green rolled him out there because it's like, listen, you guys, the Padres put a lot of stock into Brad Hand. I mean, we didn't move him when his value was, you know, arguably at its highest. Um, stuck with him because we didn't get the value we wanted, knowing that, you know, knowing slash hoping that he would, you know, perform incredibly well again this season. And then I heard your phone buzz again. This is going to drive me insane. But I'm okay with it. We'll just roll with it. No big deal. I promise I won't bring it up every single time. Maybe I will. It's not buzzing, um, though. I don't. Oh, something is buzzing. Maybe bro. it was buzzing. I just got You're, an ESPN notification saying that the Padres won. Maybe put it. Put your phone in. Um, what is the the nighttime mode? You know, with the little moon. But I'm I'm talking to you on the see. Like, here, here's the thing. We we never. Can finished, you not talk to me on the phone? <laughs> we never finished uh, telling people why we're recording like this. So, oh yeah. So you're on. Well, we got all excited because Brad Hand <laughs> just got his third save. <laughs> we're big dumb animals here. Get distracted uh, very easily. Yes, we are. Okay, it's a Monday night. I'm at home. You're at home. Yes. And we are virtually uh, together. I feel like I'm gazing in your eyes, but I'm not. Uh, yeah. So we're we're both on our phones. So hopefully, I mean, you're still using your mic though, right? I'm still using my mic, so I'm going to sound absolutely fantastic on this podcast. <laughs> Perfect. You, on the <laughs> other hand, might not. I'm walking into that one right there. It's like, oh, no, that's the same as always. Rick always sounds good, and you always sound like a moron. <laughs> um, 
anyway, Fred Hand got the save. I love it. I love now he's got back to back, you know, one in Houston, one here, uh, here, one here in Colorado, but one in Colorado. And he's starting to get, I, I think, his, his confidence back. And, and I love that Green, you know, wasn't going to let those two mishaps kind of get in the way of him being their guy. And, you know, he had to make an example and make, you know, if if Andy doesn't believe in him, then who, how is the rest of the team going to believe in him? And so uh, that's the way I look at it. What do you think? Yeah, I, no, I 100% agree with you on that. Uh, I feel like Brad Hand is the leader in that bullpen and he needed to show that he could rebound and i yeah. think it's gonna just work wonders for for that team yeah i absolutely agree um so you know shout out obviously to thunderhawk who always is so amazingly wonderful to us and uh you know hosts us every week last week was the first time we did a podcast there where it was actually open which was cool and we started you know kicking around the idea of maybe actually doing a live pod inviting people over um, having some beers, having some fun. And so that is something we will do. And we, we always do get a little disappointed when we can't, um, can't go to Thunderhawk, uh, which we're not there, but we're there in spirit, just like I'm looking at your eyes in spirit. Yeah. Sounds awkward. Super, super awkward. Um, but anyway, it's still home of the home of the podcast, home of the zero chance pod, but just not today. And I don't know. Are you, are you having a beverage right now, right? Uh, actually I am. I'm having some, uh, some iced tea. Iced tea. Some okay. Iced tea, That's yeah. nice. <laughs> Little uh, little Long Island iced tea. What kind of tea <laughs> no, no, just, just plain iced tea. Oh, weird. Okay. Well, yeah. I feel a little bound. Drink. I'm drinking the Shiraz right now. Oh. Taking okay. a yeah, mixing it up a little bit. You know, after eight o'clock, I tend to not drink beer unless it's the freaking weekend. Yeah. So. Yeah, the little, kids little, are are asleep now, and, and it's... dude, I can't even tell you. <laughs> I just the I'm my favorite. I love putting my kids to bed. Um, I, I know that people who listen know I have an eight year old daughter, a six year old son, but, um, it's my, it's one of my favorite things. I think that, you know, like I was put on this earth to be a father and, um, and to be able to put your kids to bed at night is one, I think of God's like incredible gifts to, to parents. And, um, they kids turn into like these crazy little creatures where they start coming up with questions that just never have been asked in the history of time. And they're like, as soon as you're ready to close the door and say goodnight, they're like, wait, 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 what about? And they come up with some outlandish question. And uh, a couple nights ago, I'm not, I'm not going to make this long. I know a lot of our listeners probably don't have kids, but those of you who do, I'm sure you'll be able to relate to this. Um, a couple nights ago, uh, I had been flipping through HBO and I, I saw that um, a very popular book called Goodnight Moon, um, which I remember being read to me when I was a little kid. Um, and it's one of those things you read to your kids. Like my son had it memorized by the time he was two, you know, he knew all the words, couldn't read any words, of course, but you know, known this book. And so the kids saw it, it was like a video version of it. So I said, Hey, yeah, we can, you know, we can play it. I'm sure. I mean, what does it take two minutes to read a book, especially one with only, you know, 50 words. And so, you know, we turned it on and it, we started going through this good night. I mean, it was, it was great. And it rolled right into like this next book. And they're like, come on, dad, just one more, one more. And I'm like, Okay, fine. I mean, Good Night Moon is it's about a bunny rabbit laying in bed with a mama bunny rabbit in in a chair and this little mouse running around and saying good night to the room and good night to everything in the room. And it's harmless and amazing. It's great. So I'm like, yeah, what could go wrong? Well, let's watch one more little thing of this, of this harmless little series on HBO of like a bunch of books. And it dives into this. All of a sudden, it's like monster in the closet. And it's a book that is about a monster in a closet and a kid freaking out. And then 
the monster comes out and starts crying or whatever. I don't know. Gets in a bed with the kid. I mean, it's freaking weird. I'd never read it before. I'm sure it's a classic and tons of people have read it. But my son is like, a monster? And he, like, cuddled up next to me and freaked out. Six years old. He was like, what is it? I'm like, no, buddy, it's all just pretend. No big deal. Well, sure enough, tonight, as I'm tucking him in, he's like, daddy, I can see, see things in here. Is there anything in the room? I'm like, oh, my gosh, here we go. And I knew that I the seed was planted. The monster in the closet seed was planted. He's never, I mean, did, did, is this a thing with, with you as a kid that you remember? I mean, monsters in the closet, is that a thing that you remember? I, I, I don't ever remember monsters in the closet or underneath the bed or anything. Uh, right, but you know, like the fact that you just said underneath the bed means that you do remember like that is a thing with kids, like thing, yeah. the, the boogeyman or the, you know, whatever. Yeah. But if if your kids have like God willing have never had that exposed to them, why would they ever think that someone's hiding in their closet? Why would they ever think that anything's hiding under the bed? But like you know, you hear these tales and stories, or other kids talk about it or whatever, and they start planting these seeds in your kid, and it's like great, then all hell breaks loose, and you got to try to go in full like recovery mode. So I'm like, buddy, you're okay. You know, God's gonna protect you. Mommy and daddy are here. You got nothing to worry about. You're safe in your room. And he's still like, but I can see it when I close my eyes. I can still see something. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, you got to be freaking kidding me. So I walk in to my office and I grab this little figurine of Babe Ruth that I have. And it's Babe swinging a bat, his full fat self doing a full swing. And I go back in. I'm like, buddy, this is Babe Ruth. You've heard daddy talk about Babe Ruth before. This is the most powerful hitter that has ever lived and that has ever played Major League Baseball. And I want you to know that if. If you ever don't feel safe, just know that Babe Ruth is here with his bat to wipe out anybody. that. And he's like, oh, yeah, Babe with his big bat can hit home runs and he can hit any monsters who come out. I'm like, yeah, yeah, they can hit any monsters. And he's like, and he's like, they'll hit him in the face and then in the stomach and then in the privates. And his privates will go up to his brain. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Okay, maybe bringing Babe Ruth was the best idea. Uh, I don't know. What to, he's like, leave Babe Ruth right there, Dad. Everything's gonna be fine. I'm like, okay, cool. Love you, buddy. Good night. Give him a kiss, and then Babe you know, Ruth left. saves the day. I guess Babe kind of did the trick. I mean, I don't know how I feel about like planting the seed of like, yeah, you know, he's all calm and his, he can barely hold his eyes open, yeah. and he and he's talking about like hitting me in the privates and knocking it up into his brains, and I'm like, oh, that's a nice image. So I wonder where that one came that's from. That's why they called him the Sultan of Swat. <laughs> I actually did say they called him the Sultan Swat. He goes, "What's that mean?" And I'm like, uh, "I don't know." It means that he hit a lot of people in the privates. <laughs> oh my gosh! So uh, yeah, no. kids. No, very, Babe Ruth uh, is next to next to backs. imaginations. Active, active indeed. Okay, so do we want to get into why we're kind of doing this Monday night thing? I mean, I yeah, yeah. I don't, so I don't know. know if people care necessarily but it's probably i mean yours is very interesting I, th I think it needs to be known though why we're doing this like because you're bailing on the normal podcast day of tuesday right yeah and i was saying though that i could do it on <laughs> thursday but then i can't do thursday because yeah. i'm going to be heading out to coachella and you're going to be yeah. heading out to vegas tomorrow i am and it's not as fun as it sounds i'm going out there for business but uh, I, <laughs> I will be there tomorrow and I come back like late, late on, um, on Wednesday night. That's why I was thinking, Oh, maybe we can do it on Thursday. And, but then you're going to be in Coachella. Yeah. And I, I mean, I, I never, I mean, Coachella, I know is this huge thing. And I remember, you know, 
I have so many friends who go to it on the regular and who don't miss it every year. And I, I can't think of an amount of money you'd have to pay me to go to Coachella. <laughs> and, and, uh, and, and you're going for how many years now has it been that you've been? Uh, like three, four, something like that. Were you there when Tupac showed up as a hologram? No, I wasn't. Unfortunately, that, that was maybe the only time I wanted to be there. Like, yeah. Oh my gosh, that would have been amazing. And I would have absolutely had conspiracy theories. Like that's totally Tupac. Cause there's no way that technology actually exists. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, I was there for uh, the return of Guns N' Roses. Oh yeah. Oh, GNR, you mean? Yes, GNR. I'm a big, I'm a big yeah. acronym guy with uh, yeah. with bands. So Q O T S A. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Huge. Huge. Uh, Axel, is that the one where Axel came out maybe a little little less in shape than he was last time? He that was uh, injured, so he had the uh, Dave Grohl throne up there on the Coachella stage. Oh, wait, why do they call it? I, I feel like I do have an image of Dave Grohl sitting up on a throne. Is that a thing with so his Dave with Grohl, Foo Fighters or what? Yeah, he uh, he was playing a show and he fell off the stage during the show and he uh, he broke his leg, I think, uh, leg or ankle or something like that. And uh, he, he was like pretty calm, like in the mic saying, hey, uh, so I just fell off the stage. Uh Need a little help here. Uh, I don't. I think I might have broken something, uh, but I'll be right back. <laughs> oh my gosh! He was like totally calm, and uh, and it was a Foo Fighters show. I know he has you know seventeen thousand different bands. Yeah, so. he, he does. Uh, um, you know, including our intro song band, which we'll get to in a little bit. Oh my gosh! Uh, okay, but yeah, no, like so he uh, he built a throne, uh, and and he performed the rest of his tour uh, from that throne. So he had you to know what? he had to sit down and um and perform. I think that I I I don't know if it was injury or not. Now my my memory is uh is failing me, but I so I used to go when I was a kid, when I was in junior high, my buddies um Josh, TJ, and Jeremy, the four of us in high school, we used to go to um our parents would uh, drive us hours and we'd go to the shrine auditorium for the american music awards and i think uh, someone's going to fact check me on this and as usual i'll probably be wrong but um i definitely saw michael jackson perform live um at the american music awards we would get all like tricked out and dressed up and it was awesome and um and you get to see like all the most amazing acts and that was like it was right in the mid 90s so it was like when music award shows were like maybe at their height, at their peak, you know, that they've ever been. And which I'm sure again is arguable, but I remember seeing Michael Jackson. I have a vision of him like sitting in the throne doing a performance. And I think maybe in like the music video, remember the time he did that. I don't know. Is that ringing a bell with you at all? Do you even care? Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know, man. Um, uh, Michael Jackson's my, um, like a musical hero of mine. He is like the greatest music and greatest dancer maybe ever. But, you know, whatever. I'm sure you disagree with me. I probably actually suggested that he was some of our intro songs. Do you know who else I saw take a uh, spill on stage? Um, was Adam Duritz. Do you know who he is, Rick? It's the uh, Counting Crows. Oh, very good. See, I like why I could try to quiz you a little bit. Yeah. Do you know who Jermaine Jackson is? <laughs> <laughs> Michael's brother. I'll answer that one, one for of you. the uh, Jackson 5? <laughs> yeah, nailed it. What about Tito? Um, <laughs> so anyway, I was at a show. Um, it was 
Glenn Phillips, or I guess Toad the Wet Sprocket and Counting Crows and Adam Duritz. And it was it was here in San Diego and it was maybe at the amphitheater. And he got up on one of those, you know, they have those stage speakers that sit on the ground. Yeah. And he got up on one of those speakers, not high, but he got up and started belting out one of his songs and he just took a spill and laying on the ground, you know, he ate it. You heard a thump and then he continued to sing the lyrics from the ground after he ate it. It was, I mean, it was actually pretty impressive and pretty funny once we realized he wasn't actually hurt. Yeah. Um, unlike it sounds like, you know, Dave Grohl. Unlike Dave Grohl. No. Who plays drums in our intro song. All right. So we're going to get into this? Yeah, let's get into it. I'll get into it. Yeah, let's get into it. That's fine. So you, last week's podcast, we discussed. Yeah, I, I remember. The intro song. You don't like it? I do like it. And I was open for change, though. And I said, hey, sure, put it out there. See what people say. So reluctantly, by the way, you say this open for change. And here's the thing. People who listen to this podcast, God love every one of you. I feel like there is this like, oh, poor little Rick. Oh, free Rick. Oh, Rick, you know, Brady just dominates the conversation all the time. And Brady this, Brady that. And, you know, poor little Ricky boy. You know, you poor little innocent child. And, you know, so anything that you want, like the people are going to rally around you. And which is great. And I love it. And I love you. So I'm fine with it. But I knew, I knew the second I put up the stupid poll that I was going to get destroyed. Not even because of the song. Like, if, if we would have had, you know, Mbop as the opening song, uh, actually, that probably would have been, like, a lot of likes. We should, maybe that should be our opening song. That probably was one of your choices. Originally. Shut up. It was not one of my original choices. I, I actually went back and looked at that email. I can't. I might have been. A, I bet you it was a text. That's why I couldn't find an email. Anyway. Yeah, so I put this poll up. I don't know. Where are we at on this poll? I mean, I'm, I'm pulling it up right now. This is. Last I, guess I checked, the, it was 62% to 38% in my favor. Yeah, well, you know, you're, you're in luck. Uh, it's up to 63% now. Hey, moving on up. Keep it. Brady's dumb. And see, this, I, you know, I do this like self deprecating humor thing, but I, I realize that, you know, in hindsight. <laughs> Anything that says Brady's dumb, people are going to be like, yep. <laughs> it it kind of reminds and, me of uh, like all those gas lamp ball posts or uh, polls. They always do stuff like that. Where, yeah, where you like, you, you're answering, but you're also like either insulting or encouraging someone else. <laughs> exactly. Right. Uh, Which is, you know, and maybe that's where Sublimity got it. You know, maybe I picked it up from gas lamp ball. But um, anyway, yeah. Uh, you're up 63 to 37%. I still, we still have 13 hours left. So in the morning, you know, I got to make a real strong push to, to try to swing it around. I'm not yeah. done with this. I think you, what I you need, you know to, what I, you might need to do. You might need to hit up all Dan Cilio's fake followers to see if they'll vote in the poll. <laughs> all 5,000 of them. <laughs> all 5,000 of them. Excuse me, guys. Uh, could you please, uh, uh, we're robots, sir. <laughs> Sorry. We don't uh, exist. We don't exist. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm doomed. I think the way that it needs to be done is I need to come up with the song that I really want to be the intro song, and we need to do like a mock intro during a pod, and then a and then a regular one with ours, and then decide which one people like better. See, like today when uh, was it uh, Don Diego? That's his Twitter handle, right? I I, I uh. don't have my Twitter up right now, but I believe that's his his Twitter handle. Uh, he he hit the nail on the head with it. 
Like he said, he liked it because it's a song that like not everybody knows. Don Diego, it's at Don Right Zero Zero. Yes, yes. Um, and uh, okay, yeah, he said I dig the song. Now, whenever I hear it, I think of the podcast Win yep. Win. See, that was okay. that was my goal for the song. That's what I wanted. And then there's Travis Punk Rock Paint, our buddy and amazing artist and clever, clever uh, Twitter follow. He wrote, I just saw Brady's dumb and voted. What's this for? <laughs> <laughs> Punk Rock <laughs> Paint's the best. This is pretty good. And then, but uh, Don Diego did follow up by saying, I also think you guys should incorporate some outro music. Maybe let Brady pick that one. Or maybe not, and then some weird little like ee face. Uh huh. Yeah. I don't know how to when you see faces. Like, how do you describe faces? Like emojis, you know? Like ee. That's what I think of the guy with like the big chompy teeth. Yeah. Chompy um, teeth emoji. Yeah. So I remember. Do you remember that I said, "Hey, we should also have outro music," and you actually shot me down on that. You said we, we should something about people never listen, or I don't like some. I don't know metrics of. <laughs> podcasting or something too smart for me to know yeah i i did shoot that down and and it was because uh people occasionally tend to tune out once the podcast is over or like if you're doing like sponsors at the end of your podcast people will turn it off at that time and yeah which i think is kind of bush to do sponsors at the end because i turn that off a hundred out of a hundred times yeah yeah that's i mean most like most like uh like, like of the uh like the bigger podcasts out there they'll like mark Marin and stuff like that like he'll do his his prom- like the whole promotions in the beginning of the podcast yeah well that's what um okay well first of all two things here one first i want to point out that that's why we know, think I, thunderhawk in the beginning right exactly we always bring it up thunderhawk in the beginning yeah. and but i also i want to point out about this intro and outro music this is these are two you know, you chose the intro music. Yeah. I said I didn't like it, and you're still keeping it. And then I said oh. we should do outro music, to which you have now said no. We cannot do. We shut me. Up. So you know this this theory that like oh poor little Rick Brady just you know walks all over him and and you know like this that's garbage. It's a garbage theory, <laughs> and 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 everybody who thinks that you know this is some kind of like you know alpha male leading around a poor little poodle Rick is is it's trash. It's a trash theory, and it's not true. And I, I am the one that is the victim here. <laughs> Behind the scenes, I, I just push you around, right? Yeah, you yeah. let me, like, you pretend to talk more than me, and then behind the scenes, you'd be like, your podcast sucks, you sucked. I can't believe you said this. And then you, for half an hour, you just berate me yeah. about how bad I was. Fun fact, but, I actually spoke more than both you and Woods combined in that last podcast, but I edited out a lot of my conversation to play up to the victim, right? <laughs> That was not our last podcast, but the one that you were saying you were flatlined was the time. <laughs> it was flatlined. <laughs> can we can we acknowledge though, and for the free Rick movement people out there, looking at you avenging Jack Murphy, um, that you spoke more in the most recent podcast than any podcast previously. That I that was my theory. I don't know if it's true. You probably actually looked at the numbers. <laughs> looked at the numbers. The word count. Yeah, bro, I'm an intangibles guy. You yeah. think I'm going to know word count? I, I don't know what a word count is. <laughs> Seriously, though. You, yeah. you you probably did have more airtime in that last time than, than any previous pod, right? Probably. Probably all of them combined. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's not get carried away. <laughs> so it, is harder, it is harder, though, when we have a guest 
and you know, I this is something that's always been ingrained with me. It's like awkward silences. Don't let awkward silence like this that's is the how thing Jeff that used Cirillo to happen. happened. That's true. That is how Jeff Cirillo happened, yes. and that's it was um, Jeff Bile and Henry Ford at Fox Sports San Diego, and they pulled me aside. They did the whole like oh, here, you guys are going to do this. And they pulled me aside before we went out there, and they said, "Listen, we're relying on you. the The only thing that's going to make this a failure is awkward silences." So just keep the conversation flowing, and if there's silence, then fill it and get things rolling. And, and I, I took that to heart, and I thought it was I mean, it was a big deal when they let us take over a broadcast, you know. I know it was spring training, but, like, it is a big deal. It's on Fox Sports San Diego, and they came and they let, you know, a handful of schmucks who had, had not done that before come and take over a game. And it was really cool. And I so I, I don't know. I took it to heart that they told me, like, hey, fill in the gaps. And so I did. And I do the same thing on this podcast. I don't. I don't want to hear long arc. I can, you know, I can have fun with it and play with it and stop talking and see how long it takes you to hop in. <laughs> oh, oh, are you done? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so here, here, ha- here's the thing. How about this? I will let you pick the outro song for this podcast. You don't have you to pick what? it right now. You don't have to pick it right now. We're gonna do. We're gonna do an outro song. I'm gonna let you. And this pick is garbage. It, no, this is garbage. I wish that there was a live feed on me right now because I, I don't. You can't just like appease me. Like I'm not some like. This is so condescending. You know, you're like we, nobody does outro music because nobody listens. But since nobody listens, now I'll let you pick it, Brady. I'll let you pick the least important thing about this podcast, and now you get to do it. I mean, I told you that it wasn't important originally. Right, but, but you can't but let then some you like threw just... a fit that I didn't give you an outro song, so I'm giving you an outro song now. How about we do this? How about, how about we make your queens of the queens of the Flutter Dragons or whatever the stupid band is that does our opening? Uh, why don't we make them the outro music and I pick the intro music? That's a that's, hey. The poll says that everyone loves. You know what? The, the poll is garbage. Song. The poll was a fun little thing to like try to you know engage and interact with some fans, some friends of the pod, some listeners, some of our buddies. See that? That's and the you exact know what? same thing that I would be saying if I was on the losing end of that poll. All right, fair enough. So. I mean, it won. I'm going to let you choose the outro song. We're going to do the first it, whoa, outro whoa, whoa, whoa. song we ever. Have 13, and, we have 13 hours left. And for the record, in the next 13 hours when we're asleep and before we back. Dang it. This isn't even going to drop before the poll is up, is it? Uh, No, it should. Yeah. You think you're going to get it out tonight? You're yeah. going to put on your big boy pants? And, yeah. And, uh, no problem. All right, well, I still have a chance. Um, so, yes, intro song, oh, stain, oh. outro song, you will pick. And once we are done here, you send it to me. I won't, I won't make you choose on on the podcast right now. I'll give you some time. What What, what about if we – what if I picked a Dave Grohl, a song that Dave Grohl was involved in? It could be any song. For the song. intro music. Are yeah, you going to pick like a, a Tenacious D song? Dude, I do love Tenacious D. I've seen Jack. I've seen them in concert, actually. I, I at, have too, many times. What, wait, where? Um, I feel like it, I saw them at San Diego State. Where did you see them? Many uh, you times. saw them at Open Air, probably. Yeah, yeah, I, I saw them there too. Was that the uh, Rise of the Phoenix tour? It had the the giant Phoenix blow up Phoenix bird in the background. No, I would have remembered that. Okay. I feel like this was longer ago. Like this was like 
probably like early 2000s tenacious okay so d. this was uh og tenacious d where it's just jack and kyle right not the whole band. yeah just the two no no there was no band it was just okay. the two of them on stage yep. with guitars yeah that i think that was open air uh and I, I can't i feel like they opened for somebody too i i was I at really that know. show too without looking what do you think your favorite um uh, Dave Grohl song is it like involved song because you've got obviously your yeah like so you got Queens of Stone Age which I don't know the acronym uh, Nirvana Foo Fighters and then you could probably fire off 15 bands I've never heard of these played with including the one of our stupid intro song them Crooked Vultures and Tenacious D and uh... I didn't know that he was involved by the way with Tenacious D yeah That's he, I... he plays the the drums on all <sighs> the albums okay and he's, he's I think, actually the devil, too, in the uh, uh, tribute. <gasps> he is? Yeah, and, and the movie, too. He's the devil in the movie, too. Wait, there's a movie? Yeah, Tenacious D, Pick of Destiny. Really? Oh, no, I do remember that. That's about that song? The tribute song? Well, it's kind of in, like, it's based off of that, yes. Wow. That, dude, I love that song, tribute song. This is great. Yeah. It's great. Every time we talk about songs, I just want to start singing. But then, you know, I figure I like having listeners, so maybe I should, shouldn't. Uh, that I think probably, if I had to pick... I would say Tribute would be my, my favorite Dave Grohl-involved song. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I Well, until just now, I didn't realize, because I was going to say Everlong, because I love me some Foo Fighters, and I, I love that too. song. Are you going to Ever- Boo? No, I'm, t- I'm too old for this stuff. I don't know. <laughs> Caboose, okay, so here's the thing. So I'm going to Coachella. Uh, Coachella is, it's exhausting, man. Like, I'm I'm too old for Coachella now at this point. Uh, it's a lot of walking, uh, a lot of waiting around, uh, a lot of sun. Uh, it's, it's just, like, kind of the recipe for, you know, disaster. But yeah. I still, I still kind of have fun. As of right, right. now. As of right now. But. And, and Kaboo is more like a you can go home and sleep in your own bed thing. Exactly. Kaboo, you could go, being that it's in San, San Diego, it's in Del Mar. Uh, you could just sleep in your own bed at night. Uh, there's a lot of places to sit, uh, a lot of shade. Um, I feel like it's more, it's like Coachella, but catered for old people. I could, I could probably get into it. Um, I just... I don't know. I just, man, with kids and I, I don't know. I feel like I'm always being pulled in a billion different directions and to commit and then, you know, drop a couple hundred dollars. And, um, I, I don't know. It probably would be awesome, but I, I don't know. I feel like I'm more now more inclined to do like the smaller shows that involve, I realize that most of the music I listen to, even though I always talk about like, you know, love me some T-Swift and some beeps, but I, I, it's, it's mostly like nostalgic stuff. Like stuff that I, you know, listened to back in the day and I want to bring it back or stuff that like my dad introduced me to or something, you know, like I that's that's the more the music that I listen to. So I don't know that I don't know. Kaboo did look really good, though. It had a lot, like a pretty amazing lineup. Yeah, I hey. uh, I went last year uh, all three days, I think. Actually, last two years I went all three days and then the year before that I went just one day. So that's the great thing so, about Kaboo too. You could only, you, you if you want to only go one day, you could just go one day. Yeah, that's nice. 
Yeah. <laughs> so speaking of amazing lineups, um, can we talk about? Um, so Hedges was back in the lineup tonight, and and uh, I I just want to like I know that it's been a while and it's probably been kind of like you know beat to death, but um, you know this 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 Houston game and this drop this is like oh, the most embarrassing. So on. I think it was at a Friday night or a Saturday night, whichever night it was the next morning. Um, I heard your phone buzz just now. The next morning I watched sports center and they did this. Um, they, they played the highlight and then that spun them directly into a, some sort of like top 10 worst ways to lose a baseball game in history. You know, like, like the catcher throwing the ball back to the pitcher and the pitcher just dropping it and the guy in third, you know, like running home for the walk-off. Um, that I feel like is maybe, I don't even know which one is more embarrassing than what happened. Like, who do you put, I know everybody listening has probably saw this play, but, you know, pop-up, it's the, you know, what is it, the bottom of the 10th inning, you've got it's a full count, two outs, you got to run around second, Runner on, you know, with full count and two outs on contact, the runner is going. So the guy on second is sprinting around, crosses home. It is a pop up six million feet straight up in the air. Uh-huh. And, and, you know, the pitcher standing there, a third baseman runs in, he's standing there. Uh, AJ Ellis, who's catcher, the ball is probably four feet from his sorry butt, and he's holding his uh, face mask still yeah. as Hosmer, who is playing basically in right field out on the grass sprinting in and puts his head down to sprint in to get to the ball. By the time he looks up because these other Munson's just standing around doing nothing. And by the time he looks up, the ball's two feet behind him because he overran it, falls to the ground and the Astros win. Yeah. I think you can tell just by the way that I told the story where I put the blame. Who do you, whose fault do you think that was? You know, I don't think it's one person's fault at all. Uh, like, like, Could you please be more politically correct, please? I know, right? You know, <laughs> hey, we're all out here giving one hundred and ten percent, Brady. Punch <laughs> you, know? you in the face. Uh, I mean, here's like, like you said, AJ Ellis. He, I mean, I don't know what what he was doing, holding his mask still. Like, it was right there. At least, at least make the effort. Like, but he wanted no part of that ball. Um, pitcher wanted no part of that ball. Uh, so basically, I feel like Hosmer took it upon himself to run in full speed as fast as he can and try to make that play. Um, I, I didn't see how far back he was playing. Um, now that you're you're kind of mentioning it to me, like that he was playing pretty deep. Uh, yeah, I think I think right field was you know just a touch of an exaggeration, but he was playing deep. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. It's it's hard to say. I, all I know is that the pitcher and catcher positions wanted nothing to do with that ball. AJ Ellis, yeah. like, he's supposed to be a veteran too, and that it was so amateur hour. I honestly wouldn't have been surprised if he was cut, like right the after next that. the next morning. Yeah. And I think the only reason, jeez, oh, I don't want to speak in absolute. It's certainly not. I think that Andy Green is like a hot headed manager would have done that. But Andy Green is so he's so level headed um, that he wasn't going to let um, you know one play like that kind of like get the better of his emotions. Be like get out of here with that noise. Yeah. And obviously, it's not ultimately the manager's decision. It's a you know obviously you need to get you know Preller involved. In. But 
uh man i really 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 disliked that and it was so embarrassing like what a, what an embarrassing like, like, like we're not having a hard enough time you know we were whatever at the time what two and seven or something and and it and that is what that's the icing on the cake that we get is like yeah. oh let's let's use this play as an example of what are the most embarrassing ways to lose in history it's yeah. like jeez i mean and they were holding in there with the uh, world series champs too you know zero zero i know dude and, I, they, and would that not have been the most padres thing to like you know play terrible all season and then and then go into astro and just sweep the defending champs yeah. like i feel like that is quintessential padres but instead it was the other quintessential padres which is figure out a way to lose a game on a freaking pop-up yeah and know, do you want to do do you happen to remember you know just off the top of your head the last time aj ellis was maybe caught standing behind the plate with his mask in his hand not taking action when he should have been uh was he catching when carlos quentin charged the mound oh yes he was <laughs> I did not know when that. Carlos Quinton got about halfway to the mound on yeah. his way to breaking uh, Grinky's collarbone, and yeah. AJ Ellis was like, "Huh, maybe I should run after him now." And once he, you know, pile drive him, then Ellis came in and knocked off uh, Quinton. So I don't know. Two unrelated events, obviously, but yeah. I immediately thought of when he just stood there with holding his mask. I was like, "Huh." I remember that look. That was right before uh, Carlos Quinton just destroyed Zach Greinke's will to live. Yeah. <sighs> Super frustrating. So uh, I, I did just speak about, like, Andy Green's level-headedness, and I don't know if you saw this or not. I mean, the game did just end. The Padres won 7-6 over the Rockies. Um, Brad Hand got the save. Stoked on that. Clayton Richard got the win. Uh, Clayton Richard, who you may have remembered getting in a brawl with uh, Matt Kemp. A uh, brawl, probably. More of a, a shouting, shouting match. match, yeah. Shouting match in the in the in the bowels of a Petco Park. Guy wearing a San Diego Zoo sweatshirt, trying to get him in between them, going, "Hey, hey, hey!" Now, why would you notice someone wearing a San Diego Zoo sweatshirt, Rick? Is that something you'd like to talk about? Because <laughs> I like the zoo. That's all. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Yeah. I like the zoo too. Thanks for thanks for pointing that out. I didn't notice that. Um, so, Andy Green tonight lost. He was screaming at the umpire. Did you hear about this, or do you know why? I, oh yeah, because of the uh, the home run call. Yes. Yeah. So, well, went up for a. Do you? I don't. I don't even. To be honest, I don't even remember which who it was in the outfield that jumped up. I didn't see it live, probably because I was putting my kids down in the midst of monster time, and um, uh, I think it was Spangenberg. Spangenberg went up for the catch. And while he went, he caught it. I think he caught it in the field of play. And then the momentum in his body and the ball carried his glove over on the yellow line. And and a fan reached in and touched his glove and arguably the ball while he was trying to catch it. And then regardless of if it caused it to flip out or whatever, then it flipped out. So they did the review. They called it a home run. So... I feel like it's kind of unfair to ask you if you didn't actually see it happen, but do you think that's interference or do you think that it was legit? Um, I didn't see it happen. Uh, yeah, it's not a fair question. <laughs> so it's not a fair. No, I it's can't not a really fair question. Say. Although I, yeah, did... I mean, and it's funny. There were people who were who were very um, Judson. You know, that was hundred percent interference. You touch the leather of a player that's inbounds. That is without question interference. Yeah. No, I. I if... 
if it's if it happened like that, I would say yes, interference, one hundred percent. And and it's and it's hard. And I don't know, you know, like Mudcat said, like, you know, after further review, I got interference. I could be wrong. Well, I looked at it a hundred times. Carry on. You know, he always Mud always does this. Carry on. Yeah. After further review, I got a home run. Carry on. He goes, wait, glove is over the fence when the contact is made, right? Regarding the home run, all I know is that I'm hungry. Carry on. <laughs> that's, a, that's, a, that's a string of, piece of mojado. It's <laughs> a string of tweets from Mudcat. Like, just, uh, you know, some, some kind of nice, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, but it, I, I always love me. My, remember when Andy Green lost his mind? Was it, I don't know, last year or two years ago when he threw his threw his hat down and started freaking out? And I mean, I, dude, when he gets hot, I just think he's so, he's so level-headed. He's so good. He's so wise. He's so he's wise beyond his years. He's. I mean, I just. I don't. I'm obsessed with Andy Green. So when he when he loses his cool a little bit, and gets the guys rallied around him, like I get super excited about it, which yeah. is kind of weird, but I do. Exciting times. Like, do, do you like like a hot headed manager? Or do you like like a cool collected guy? I actually prefer a hot headed manager. So who do you think like is your like? Who's like your quintessential hothead manager that you like? I mean, you got to go with Earl Weaver, right? Turn the hat around, kick some dirt <laughs> on the dirt. on the ump yeah. and on the plate. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. It's 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 entertaining, entertaining, uh, entertaining baseball. There, it is. I freaking loved Earl Weaver. Earl Weaver, Billy Martin, Billy Martin. It's probably yeah. yeah. I mean, even I uh, when I did this panel with Mighty Ten Ninety, I don't know, opening weekend. Um, uh, ben Higgins was the kind of the moderator, and then it was Bernie Wilson, Bill Center, uh, Woodsy, and myself, and and it was really fun. It was like a, in front of a live audience there downtown, right on out in the kind of the outfield there, um, and and not in the outfield, but out of the street overlooking the outfield. And one of the things they talked about is how Dick Williams was just always so heated, and how like Tommy Lasorda, people thought he was like this nice guy and great ambassador for the game, and he was just a total jerk. And then we start talking about like the, you know the Tommy and the Kurt Pavakwa, uh audio, which is you know it's just some of the most amazing audio. If you've never heard it, if you're listening right now to this podcast and you have never heard Tommy Nasorda on Kurt Bavakwa, I mean you need to hit pause and go Google that <laughs> yeah. right now. It is maybe the greatest audio that's ever dropped in the history of sports. Yes, I mean, agreed. It's so good. It's classic. Oh my gosh, it's so good. Um, okay, so speaking of so good, we both got something in the mail this week. This week, uh, one of us before the other um, that we both were fairly obsessed with, and I don't even think I think we actually both had it before the last podcast, but we didn't really talk about it. Do you want to get into it? Yeah, let's get into it. Um, so we both got some of those knock around wax pack sunglasses, mm-hmm. which. I love knockaround. I've been a huge knockaround supporter for years and years now. Uh, great guys that work there. Um, and uh, these. How many knockaround shades? How many pairs do you have? Oh God! I honestly, I, I don't know. There's, there's so like th- a lot, a lot. I think currently I only have two. One of them is so old that they're. I think they're like the original brown giveaways. Yeah, and and they are kind of my um, when I'm when I'm edging my lawn, like doing like the weed like a weed whacker, uh-huh. so I don't like lose my eyeballs. Those are my because they're so beat up over the years of you know just beach and car and just you know normal wear and tear. Yeah, and uh, and normal so those are my knock around. 
just knocking those things around. Yeah. And and so those are my, my weed whacker ones. And then I got these new ones. I did buy a couple pairs in between, and they were kind of like aviator style, but my, I got a rather large face, head, fed, uh, face and head, yeah. fed, I believe is what I just you said, have that, fed. You have that cheek hair, too. <laughs> okay, don't make me say those words again. I got a lot of heat for talking about chin skin last time. Um, so, so I had the and they were they were so small on my face, like they looked normal in like advertisements of people, but when I put them on, it looked like I had like two little like marbles over my eyes. Like under the uh, giant, <laughs> it was like under the giant holding a mode. Uh, Anybody uh, want a peanuts? <laughs> yeah, um, can of Molson Canadian. No more rhyming, and I mean it. Um, but I, I gave them to my wife, and so she she rocked them for a long time. So yeah, I think we have four four pairs floating around the household. It sounds like you probably have more. I, I would say that in, in the household here, there's probably at least like 40, 50, something like that. Okay. Yeah, there's a That's lot. pretty impressive. So where do the ones you just got rank, and what did they inspire you to do? Oh, so here's the thing. Like, these new ones, they're it, – it's, it's like – it's like nostalgia for me. Like I, you know, I, I remember as a kid uh, collecting baseball cards. Uh, most kids, you know, out there probably listen to this. Uh, or wait, people listening to this out there when they were kids, they also bought baseball cards. And you remember that that feeling of opening up a new wax pack and like, you know, getting the horrible gum and and checking out all the cards and everything. Well, it was, it was super cool with these uh, sunglasses. Uh, came with a pack of baseball cards, like old baseball cards. And I got the 1989 Donruss. And uh, there was – actually, I got three Padres too. Uh, Marvell Wynn, Lance McCullers, and Andy Hawkins. Nice. So – but, like, it was kind of cool because it kind of inspired me to uh, go out and buy some baseball cards. I haven't bought baseball cards, like – like packs, like in a few years, probably. I, I mean, it's not as long as most people, because I, I still kind of casually collect baseball cards here and there. Um, but this kind of inspired me to uh, buy some cards, and I, uh, it was kind of interesting. It, it's you know, baseball so wait, cards. So what was have the pack? What was the year of the pack that you got inside of the? It was eighty eight, though, right? No, it was eighty nine. I got eighty nine. Oh. oh, was it? I, I can't. Now I'm having trouble remembering which one is 88 and which one's 89. So 89 was the, like, they had, like, the gr- greenish, like, border, and, like, it was kind of um, uh, different colors, like a little rainbow colors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I think 88 was the blue with the, like, like yeah, yeah, it's like blue with, like, kind of red stripey with, mm-hmm. a re- with a red stripe of the name at the bottom, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, dude, I think I have... All right, I'm so I'm sitting at my in my you know home office right here, and I just opened up. I have I'm not kidding you, and I did not know this or plan this. I have an entire box, and I haven't opened. It's one of those things where I just want to like with my son every once in a while go. It has Dale Murphy on the box, and it is a box of I mean an entire box of individual un- unopened packs. Um, fifteen picture cards, three puzzle pieces in each one. Of just like and old cards, or is it eighty nine dollars? No, it's it's exactly the eighty. It's eighty eight dollars. Oh, eighty eight. Okay. Yeah, and I'm open. I'm literally gonna open it right now. I'm gonna see what. what I, and not to get too Darren Ravel on us because I I don't not gonna. Oh my! 
I'm not even kidding you. I gotta take a picture of this. You're not gonna. Can I take a picture while I'm talking to you on the phone? I don't even know if I can, dude. Um, no joke. The first card that I just opened up, I'm taking a picture because I'm gonna tweet it tomorrow after this drops. On top, Tony Gwynn MVP. It's his Don Russ MVP card. Nice. It is was the top of the deck. That is amazing. Holy crap! The next one is Ripken, Billy and Cal and his dad. Is that wait? Uh, what's the dad's name again? Uh, Cal oh, it's Senior. Cal. Cal Senior. Yeah. Holy crap! The third card is Mike Schmidt, dude. Tony Gwynn, Cal Ripken, Mike Schmidt. Three cards. Those are the top three. These are the eighty-eight. A uh, bunch of clowns. Donnie Moore. Remember him pitching for the uh, Angels? Yeah. Uh, Joe he... Car- Joe Carter with the Indians. Donnie Moore. R.I.P. Kevin... Right. Oh. Sorry. Really? To get, sorry to get dark there. Yeah, was he the one that, like, his ankle broke when he, like, was trying to catch something? I no, who am I thinking of? That. I'm thinking of Don Baylor, I think. Um, Kevin McReynolds, Wade Boggs, and Bobby Meacham, shortstop for the Yankees. But, dude, first card on top. That's kind of amazing. Bobby Meacham, the, former Padres coach. Oh, that's right. He was a coach of the Pods. Yeah. It's funny, that's not on the back of his card. Yeah, I know. It's the... <laughs> It's not on the back of his coach of the Padres, first base coach. <laughs> because it has a little, uh, a little, a little Back to the Future manual right next to it. Yeah. Hey. So, like, okay. So you have eighty-eight Donruss right now. So An entire I, box. I just opened the one pack. Yes. I bought a pack of twenty eighteen Donruss, and it's so crazy because uh, for, for those who don't uh, know anything about cards out there right now. Uh, Tops is the only baseball card company that has the rights to uh, Major League Baseball. So the Donruss, <laughs> none of their cards have any logos. So it's like, it's really weird. Like, remember we're like, when, when you get, Yeah, yeah, it's like anytime it's like KB stores or yeah, Toys KB R Us. Or, or like cereal boxes and stuff like that. Uh-huh, yeah, the post, the post cereal, yeah. And like the Where logo they, they would... would on the the hats just, would be like very yeah. badly like like yeah worst over. Photoshop you've ever seen yeah <laughs> that's, that's like great. That's like what the Donruss cards are now it's so weird uh, but but uh, fun fact though like um, one of the first cards that I pulled in my Donruss pack was the San Diego Chicken oh no way yeah wait it's not the one where he's laying down in the grass is it no no it's it's is like, he diving it's, it's like is he a, sliding it's can I keep one. guessing he's uh <laughs> he's dancing your boy Ted. Yeah. Teddy G. G. I don't know. It's, it's, it's definitely funny. not So instead of uh, his birth date, it says he was hatched on January or April ninth, nineteen seventy four. His featherweight is one hundred and thirty pounds. He roosts in San Diego, California. He bats is, both and throws right. That's really good. You should post that. I actually would like to see a picture of that, or just give it to me, one or the other. I, so you said that like you still collect cards like occasionally. I am still like when I was a kid. I got my my father got me. I think I might have shared this before. I'm looking at it right now. My father got me a 1956 tops Yogi Berra when I was collecting in like you know the mid 80s. Yeah. And and he was like these are what real baseball cards used to be, and I was just like mesmerized. And it's in like a you know 17 inch thick screw down. And even though its value is probably seventeen dollars, but I, I, I became obsessed with vintage cards, especially in learning about his favorite players, Mickey Mantle. My favorite player became Mickey Mantle, and just became obsessed with the Mick. And you know, not only following the guys of my own generation, but of the guys of old. And just without even moving where I'm sitting, I'm looking at my. You know, I've got a couple of bookshelves with 
memorabilia, books, baseball cards on it. But I can see I've got Ernie Banks, Whitey Ford, Hank Aaron, Roberto Clemente, Mickey Mantle, Mickey Mantle, Mickey Mantle, Mickey Mantle, Mickey Mantle, Ty Cobb, um, replica Honus Wagner because I can't afford the real one. Uh, Ted Williams, Sandy Koufax, Ernie Banks again, Hank Aaron again, uh, Bo Jackson, Tony Gwynn, Randy Jones, another Ty Cobb, Duke Schneider, five of them in a row, and Roy Campanella, another Bo Jackson, Jake LaMotta, the boxer. Wow. I like to mix it up. Another Bo Jackson. Uh, so I'm not going to keep going because they're all over the map. Christy Matthewson, authentic. Um, but I, I'm i still, like, once eBay happened and once, like, I got a job where yeah. I wasn't, like, making peanuts, yeah. I just, like, I became obsessed with trying to acquire, you know, as many baseball cards, especially vintage ones, that I could. Yeah. And I'm, and I still get obsessed over it. And I, I get, I, I get real, real excited talking about baseball cards. So I'll stop. Yeah. eBay can be dangerous sometimes. It's, it's, oh it's pretty crazy. Oh, dude, I, I don't, I don't want to get too, uh, I, I mean, I was just, I don't want to get too personal here, but I did just make a major purchase, um, on, a auction site called scp auctions and it is and i i I hadn't told my wife and um because i do these so here's what i do i'll go on and i'll be like here's where i see value on something and here's where i know i could sell it but she doesn't i think we've talked about this on the podcast have we i think so like when we were talking about the chicken head yes exactly so i see value and i'm like hey Here's where I know I can sell it. And she's like, that's garbage. You, you know, you're never going to sell it. So you can tell me all day long, this is where you could sell it. But if you're not going to sell it, that number means nothing to me. That means, just yeah. means we have more junk. And, you know, she's not wrong. Um, but I, 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 I saw this Mickey Mantle. Um, it's a, it's an artist lithograph. It's the guy who, who, who did the artwork for the 1953 Tops series. He did the art for, um, or he, he recreated the 1952 tops mantle, which is, you know, outside of the Honus Wagner, um, you know, it's the most probably coveted baseball card there is. Yeah. Um, I think that just recently, I think it just sold for, I mean, over 2 million, maybe even over 3 million. Um, the 52 tops, I can't, I can't believe I can't remember the, the, the final, you know, sale price. It's almost but, as much as the, uh, the chicken head. <laughs> chicken head was was uh ten thousand so yeah thousand, pretty close yeah pretty close yeah. um but i you know i mean it topped over a million dollars back in tw- like you know 2016 so anyway it just recently went up for auction um i don't know the most recent article just looking says it's poised to break 3.12 million and 3.12 million was the price that that you know honest wagner went for so or maybe that was yeah, they said that it was gonna it was gonna pull in 3.5 million, shattering the record of the 1910 Honus Wagner from 2016, which went for you know 3.1, 3.2 million, whatever it was. So anyway, it's that image, that 52 tops image. The 53 tops artist drew this image. It's a 16 by 20, and it's an authenticated PSA authenticated Mickey Mantle autograph. So I thought this thing was gonna go for like five grand, um, easy. I mean, it's like this amazing, and it's numbered. It's like one of 250. So it's a very limited edition. It's a famous artist. He did the 53 top set. It's the most famous image in all of baseball sports outside of arguably the Honus Wagner card. And so I thought it was going to go for, like I said, five grand or something. So I threw a bid out there. 
And I do this all the time. I just throw bids out there, even though I don't have the money to buy it. And I certainly don't think I'm going to win. And then every once in a while, you know, the stars align. <laughs> so I ended up winning this thing for like $500. And I have for two or three weeks, I haven't told my wife about it <laughs> because I know she's going to kill me. But I told her tonight and she was like, I trust you. Good job. And just, and just kind of like threw her hands up. Like, what am I going to do with you? You know, like, I'm not going to argue. And, and when I told her that I bought it, she did say, she's like, don't tell me how much you can sell it for on eBay. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I won't, I won't tell you that. And I'm like, I know better than to do that. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's probably the most amount of money. And no, not probably it is. It's the most amount that I've ever spent on any single piece of like sports memorabilia, sports card or whatever. And it was 400 something, but with all the, taxes and fees and blah 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 it ended up being like 532 dollars and it was what and i had i think i don't know if i shared this when i was talking about the chicken during the same auction while the 3.5 whatever projected million dollar 52 tops mantle was out there i bid five thousand dollars which i of course don't don't have to be bidding on but I bid five thousand dollars on a Mickey Mantle 1952 top card, and thank God I was outbid, and it ended up going for like seventy five hundred. So I, you know, I was like, it was like the most exhilarating thing to just hit like bid, and then I immediately was like, you're, you've been outbid, and I was like, oh, thank God, you know, because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like I was so stressed to tell her about a five hundred dollar purchase. Imagine if I said like I just spent five thousand dollars on a baseball card that I'm afraid to even look at, so I'm gonna put it in a safe immediately, and also sorry that we're in debt now, so. Yeah, I'm glad it didn't work out like that. I'm apologize for going on a long time. I was very excited about this mantle, so I don't have it yet, but it's coming, and I'm thrilled about it. That's, I, I'm actually excited to see this thing. Yeah, I'll show you. It's like in the autograph. I mean, it's the it's a blue sharpie. It's so clean, and like just the image is clean. And then I love the history. Like the artist who made this is the guy who did the '53 top set, which is one of my favorite sets in all of you know sports card history. So. I don't know. I'm such a baseball card dork. I can't even see uh, my thing. Like, so like when I was younger, I, I collected baseball cards. Like it was just all cards. Um, but then I also had a, uh, Tony Gwynn collection. So I would try, I was trying to collect, you know, all the Tony Gwynn cards. And, uh, once I got older, it became just like focusing on Tony Gwynn. So like I have, I have over a thousand Tony Gwynn cards in my collection. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Over a thousand? Over a thousand. I mean, I know that like, listen, you and I geek out on sports memorabilia stuff all the time, but in fact, the last time that you and I went to a, um, uh what was it the garage sale thing that that guy did oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. i bought a bunch of these 85 don rust giant cards you yeah. know they're like the size of like postcards almost and i got a couple of tony Gwynns on that and i thought that it was actually really cool because you know they number um oh wait maybe i'm thinking about this wrong actually i think i am thinking i was gonna say oh look i'm looking at the back of the card right now because i'm looking at it and it says Number 19, and I thought it was number 19 card in the set, but no, it's just obviously his number. I was like, how cool, they made his number the card of the set. Yeah. No, it's just, just his number. Just his number, yeah. But it is kind of cool having like a postcard size, you know, baseball card of him. Yeah, I, I, I'm pretty sure I have that one. Oh, well, I would think so, if you have over a thousand of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a it's a pretty pretty insane, and, and it's all thanks to eBay, really, too. <laughs> I know, dude. Because you can buy like a set of 50 for like... $10 and you get 50 cards or even less. Like, yeah. 
I know sometimes sometimes there will be like lots like where, you know, like maybe I only need like a couple of the cards, but it's cheaper just to buy it like that. So I'll just do that too. But mm-hmm. but but mine the the th- thousand is uh, that's all different cards too. That's no doubles. That's all different. So. Um, I am just realizing that one of the things about having a podcast that I, I mean, I'm a, I, I love to tell stories, obviously, you know, I made fun of for that, but I, you know, one, I'm, I'm now realizing as many stories as I tell either to friends or to you over the years, I can't remember ones that I've actually shared on the podcast versus ones I've just shared in general. And, and so now I'm like, every time I'm about to say something, I'm like, wait, we've only like what episode is this? Like episode eight or something that we've ever even nine, done? I think. I think it's episode and I'm nine, and right? if I start repeating stories in the eighth or ninth episode, I mean that's not good. That's no. not good uh, podcasting. But I I remember the re- I was sharing. It was a job interview that I actually had, and it was like a you know a a a, a, a well. It was a good job that I was interviewing for, and they were like, "What makes you think you'd be good at you know finding value in this product or something?" And I said oh you know i used to on ebay i would i would look for value and i would turn around and and sell it for hire and i you know i told a story about spending 20 bucks on a set of like 10 cards from 1951 and i only wanted one of the cards out of the series and it was like a billy martin card or something and i bought the whole set of them for 20 bucks took out the one card put all the other cards in cases had a nice backdrop took a picture of them and posted on eBay and put, you know, cases not included and made them all look fancy and pretty. And, and I had already removed the card that I wanted that I spent the whole lot for 20 bucks on. And I turned around and I don't know, I sold the other cards for like $200. And yeah, it was, it was like, I had like, that's when like the money signs and the light bulb went off all at once. And I was like, Holy crap, I can do this, you know? And that's why I started trusting myself. I'm like, Hey, if you see value, you know, like believe in yourself that you can, see that value and and so it was, it was really fun and that was like and then that led to like a string of me you know going and just buying stuff i didn't even want but i thought i could get more money for it and you know after shipping and just time spent researching and posting and all that garbage i probably netted nothing but it was really fun <laughs> yeah yeah ebay's fun it's fun times it is so, fun times and dangerous so uh did you see the the Masters at all this weekend, bro? Last podcast I sent to you, Rick, are you a golf fan? It's Masters weekend, and yeah. you were like, "No, I'm not a golf no, fan." No. And I went into this whole thing about how I have a whole caddy outfit, and we talked about it, yeah. and you still were like, "Whatever." So yes, of course I watched some of the Masters. So what did you? I did not watch a single second. I think you and Ben Higgins are the only two sports people to uh, watch the Masters in San Diego. Dude, that is so not true. That is not true at all. People make a huge – I'm telling you, dude, Masters weekend is the the time of year when non-golf fans come out and watch golf. All I now, know this, is that my boy, John Ram, finished in fourth. Which... Why is he your boy again? I'm sorry. Remind <laughs> me of this. <laughs> Uh, John Ram is huge, by the way. It's just a we, large we, we human go, being. We go way back to, uh, you know, when he was here for the uh, Farmers Insurance Open. I oh, was, what did you let you meet him or something? So here's the thing. So I feel uh, like you probably told me this, but I really don't remember. I think I may have told you. I don't think I mentioned it on the podcast though. 
but we were um, the station, one of the stations that I work for. Uh, we were approached by the Farmers Insurance Open people about doing a video with John Ram, who won the previous year's tournament. And oh, I think I did see this. Yeah, you did. You made a video with him. That's right. You showed it. it was. That was actually really funny. Like, yeah, it turned out pretty good, and we threw that together awfully quick. <laughs> that's actually that's really cool. But yeah, you, was, I, I never, you need to post that to show people. Um, like, we'll do it from zero chance, so that people, you know, who aren't either, you know, masters followers or radio station followers can see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a, uh, it was good times. But ever since then, like, because he was a super cool dude to like, you know, me and. Uh, and uh, the other person that was working on the project with me. And, uh, like, ever since then, we've kind of been, been – neither one of us were golfing fans, but now we're kind of just rooting for him every time we we see his name show up on a golf tournament. That's pretty cool. Yeah, he is a Spaniard, and he finished 11-under, finished in fourth place, which is pretty impressive. Yeah. So, so uh, Charlie Hoffman, San Diego guy, he tied for 12th, finished 6-under. Um, he's good buddies with like, uh, Scott Kaplan and, uh, and, but he, you know, it's pretty, pretty solid showing. Do you remember the guy that we talked about that in the, in the three par tournament, how he, um, broke his he ankle, snapped his ankle, sprained it or whatever. Yeah. He didn't yeah. break it. You incorrectly fault fake news, um, last week said that he broke it, but, uh, or maybe you said it in the title or description or I don't even know. Anyway, Tony for now. He yeah. ended up finishing tied for 10th with Dustin Johnson, and he finished 7-under, stroke ahead of Charlie Hoffman. Yeah, really impressive. And they yeah. posted pictures of his disgusting ankle afterward, and it was exactly that. Very disgusting. <laughs> um, Rory McIlroy, who going into Sunday was um, right there with Patrick Reed, a few strokes back, just freaking laid an egg on the uh, and ended up finishing 9-back to Patrick Reed, who ended up winning it at 15-under. Um Fowler was right behind him. I mean, he made Fowler and Spieth, both, you know, all three, top three Americans, Reed, Fowler, Spieth, then your boy Ram, then Bubba, another American. And, uh, yeah, dude, uh, this, this Reed, Patrick Reed, I mean, I, I, I honestly didn't know much about him until this happened, but it turns out that guy is a, I mean, people hate him. Like, he is the, the uh, for, uh, they voted on the tour who is the least liked player by players on the tour. And he finished second. He like he had his parents kicked out of a tournament. Like he hadn't spoken to his parents in six years. Um, he was been, he was accused by his college. He got kicked out of one of his college programs at Georgia or something. And uh, one of his one of his uh, college teammates accused him of stealing cash from him and and a watch and i mean there's it's like, like the, all uh, this happy gilmore story here no happy gilmore is entertaining i mean patrick <laughs> reed is a goo ball out there yeah. he's got like i mean he talk about he's i mean dad bod would be a compliment to that guy yeah. and and i i feel like I, I just wonder if maybe winning the masters is going to make him a more likable person like maybe he'll you know take all that anger of you know schmuck podcast guys saying that yeah. you know dad, dad bod would be a compliment and maybe he'll take all those like negative comments over the years that he's probably received and and uh and turn him into something positive and will not be a jerk anymore i hope that's the case i mean i, I listened to interviews with him and he seemed like he was nice and humble and like i didn't realize that he had the storied history of everybody hating him i mean i had no idea 
Hmm. And then when he won, you know, I kind of learned about it. But I mean, this is this is not 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 very flattering stories about that guy. So I think we've reached our two minute time limit for golf talk. <laughs> you started it, dude. My boy John Ram. <laughs> My boy John Ram. Yeah. So yeah. uh, more like important you, topics. You, uh, you start a topic and then you shut it down. That's great. <laughs> See, I get picked on, man. Jeez. More, more importantly, we got Champions League tomorrow. Uh, my my team Liverpool facing off against Manchester City. Oh, uh, did did the LA Galaxy already get knocked out? Yeah, the LA Galaxy <laughs> got, got knocked out. Just barely, just barely. So your team's Liverpool, huh? Where the Beatles, the Beatles. Yeah, and, and you know, fun fact, uh, when I was a kid, so like, it goes back to the baseball cards. Uh, I also collected like soccer cards because I played soccer from the time I was like six or seven years old uh, all through high school and everything. So I, I also collected soccer cards and I had... Um, uh, wasn't Premier League back then, uh, but it was like the English League, uh, and I really stuck to Liverpool because I was big Beatles fans, and I thought I'm like, cool, the Beatles were probably fans of Liverpool, right? Yeah. Turns out, uh, as I get got older and started to like read up more on the Beatles, they're like all Man U fans or something. <laughs> no, they they didn't like soccer at all. Really, they didn't have a team. Oh, that's funny. So like they, they could care less about Liverpool pretty much, but. But that's why I, I picked the team. So the reason so why I, I, the... I played soccer from when I was six to when I all the way through high school as well, and I, I never want. I didn't even know they made soccer cards. Yeah. So that's really interesting to me that as as obsessed with baseball cards as I was and playing the sport the same amount of time you did, I never even knew that soccer cards were a thing. Yeah. It's weird, man. Definitely had those, and then I had the um, uh, the MISL soccer cards and. What, so wait, who's Liverpool playing tomorrow? They're playing Manchester City. Man City. Okay, yeah. I got I got ten bucks on Man City. Of course you do. Hey, you in? It's okay. I, I'm in. So wait, wait, wait. So are we basing basing? I can't even talk right now. It's it's just a straight win or loss, not points or any of that garbage. Whoever wins. Okay, so here's the thing. Liverpool's if already it's a tie, up it's three a wash. nothing on this from the first. So what, you think they're going to play soft and let them score goals, just not three or four? Hey, like as long as they don't lose two or hey, three nothing. if you want to bet me straight up, I'll bet you. If you want to be a coward and play these, you know, stinking odds that I don't even understand because I don't know crap about Champions League, then I'm out. I'm in. I'm in. You're in. Straight up? Straight up. Straight up. Let's do it. Let's do it. Can't believe how bad you just got suckered into that bet. I love it. I love my Liverpool. <laughs> what time are they playing? They uh, it's like a four in the morning game. <laughs> no, it's uh, it's so. Here's the funny thing. So, um, they played in Champions, um, uh, the first game with Manchester City, and it was during uh, like the afternoon. So it was like like twelve o'clock or eleven o'clock or something like that game, and uh, I was watching it from my computer at, at work with my headphones on and there was so many times that I just wanted to like scream out loud, like, like and cheer on because they were totally dominating Manchester city. And, uh, I just kind of had to keep it on the DL since, uh, I was supposed to be working. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all the more reason why man City's going to win this time. Yeah. They yeah. have their, they had their shot. Now they've been sized up. We'll see about that. We'll see indeed. Okay, I think the podcast has officially freaking flown, you know, off the tracks when we now we've we've closed with Talk Masters. 
golf and, and yeah, Champions golf League. and soccer. Right? Yeah. Talk about it. and and we led into that with baseball cards. Hey, what so about what about the uh, the machine making the switch though? Oh, see now, no one's gonna. I, we're gonna have to post in the description. Stay till the end so you can actually hear you know our opinions on the machine. Yeah. Apparently. Is it is it still allegedly or is it official? Are they officially over to the fan? So here's the thing: the uh, there's a, a radio website called Radio Insights where anybody could go there and like get their news and stuff about radio stuff. Um, they reported actually when was this? This was uh, a few days ago. It was it was like last week. It was like probably like Wednesday of last week or Thursday of last week that. Um, uh, they bought all these domains up. Uh, Intercom bought all these domains up for the fan, and they were. And already... that is, that is real, and that you know that's that's not like speculation. They actually did do that. Right? Yes, yes, it's it's not speculation. It's real. They did that. Uh, so it, they uh, they were on top of things, and they said, "Looks like it's going to be a format change, like already after <laughs> this short amount of time," and. Um, Sure enough, today uh, Kevin Klein was removed from the machine uh, page. Uh, the men's room was removed from the uh, the machine page. Uh, Kevin Klein, fun fact too, Kevin Klein on his Twitter account, he is now holding a balloon that says "Hire me" for his profile picture. <gasps> I didn't realize this. So he's he is he's gone. He's never going to hit the airwaves in San Diego. Yeah, it doesn't. It appears that. Way. Oh my gosh! I mean, like. That is amazing. Like, talk about the power of having a voice and using it for a good purpose. Yeah. Yeah. That is crazy. It, it's this this whole, like, rollout of this station was... It's just, it was, you could write a book on how to not roll out a station. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Hopefully they do a better job of rolling out the, the fan now. Yeah, hopefully so. But so, it sounds like Cilio is going to do mornings. Perfect. He'll so, get destroyed in morning. So you kidding me? Yeah. Going up against Judd and Nick and Ben and Woods, like nobody is gonna. The only and the thing that's a bummer is that ratings. It doesn't matter if you're hate listening or real wrestling, but I'm sure his, you know, ratings will spike early just so people can listen and mock, and then, and then they'll come back to life in reality, and he'll go and be a forgotten loser that he is. Yeah. Well, I mean. Radio ratings are weird, a weird thing. Uh, like, I know. I don't even want to get into it. Yeah. I, I it mean, makes my head spin. I, I'm, I'm in radio, and I still don't even really understand it all. It's, it's bizarre. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. so Yeah, I didn't realize that he had been, the client had been removed. Like, I, I guess in yeah. the last couple of days, I missed this. I did see you tweeted out this morning something about um, the 93 fan, the um, Twitter handle. Yeah. There was a – so – so when I heard this news, I was like, I was like, I wonder. I start investigating, just like I did when it was the machine. Like, was you know checking out, see if there's any information on their, you know, Twitter pages or Instagram accounts, because I'm assuming that they scoop these up ahead of time before they, you know, make this announcement. Right. And um, and I found that that tweet today, where <laughs> they they misspelled your. Yeah. So they misspelled your and they did a hashtag whales vagina. I'm like, I'm like, okay, first of all, this, this can't be real. Right. It's and that was, be... that was a tweet from this morning. 
Yes. And and it was after the you know article had been written about all the grabbing all the domains and whatnot. Yeah. So I have a theory about this, and it was not me, but this is absolutely something I would do. Um, but I think someone just swooped up when 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 they realized and heard that ninety seven three was going to um, have Padre games. They you know they got alt. 97.3, 97.3 to fan, 97.3 to machine, 97.3 to fill in the freaking blank, whatever. Yeah. And somebody just swooped this side up because I don't know if you noticed this when you tweeted this morning, but they joined in January of 2018. Uh-huh. This site. So this did not, this is not an account that was started within like the last three, four weeks. Yeah. This was, this started in January. So I think back before the machine was officially the machine, Somebody went and grabbed this account, and then and now they're probably listening, and they're like, "Ah, those idiots again! They're talking about me, so <laughs> we should probably stop." That tweet that I, I know, posted. but yeah, go sports ball. I hope you're ready, San Diego. Hashtag Wales vagina. It's like it. You couldn't try to be. You you couldn't possibly try to write a tweet that would piss off San Diego more than that. <laughs> you know, go sports ball. Yes. You know, it's like it's like a quintessential. Like it's it's the it's the tweet you would put to you know you you misspell your. You drop the you know the the anchorman line. I mean, it's just. Yeah. But the like, funny there's... thing is, like, I feel like they've they've done all this already when they rolled out the machine. <laughs> That's true, which is why it does make it funny that you know that they that whoever did this. I mean, we probably know the person who did this, and like, and I say that because I I could easily see myself being this person. I'm not <laughs> in this case, but um, but I this is absolutely something that I would do and then just go start messing with people. I mean, it's the same thing with, uh, you know, uh, the bulldozer and little sweatpants and, you know, like, you know, you, you find, you figure out a way where you can, you know, get in and, and start, you know, mocking the, you know, the establishment and what's out there and, and have a little fun with it. And that's what these guys are doing. So I, uh, I do think it's funny, but there's zero chance that it's real. Zero chance that it's real. I'm an yeah. intangibles guy. Zero chance that's real. I, see, I, I did notice that there was a 973thefansd Twitter account, too. I think there was an SD at the end. And that one, if it was created within the last couple of weeks, I could see that it's real. Yeah, I, I think it said April on there for when it was created. So maybe that's going to be the real one, and then the 973thefan is a fake one. I, I'm assuming the fake that's a fake one, though. It probably is. I mean, it's. I mean, obviously for the station, so no, no dots, no underscores, no weird. You know, not the real, the real, the fake, not the fake. Yeah. Any of those, like you know, if you're if you're a professional athlete and you have an underscore in your Twitter handle, I mean, be better. Yeah. Get a new agent. Like, do something. That is so pathetic. And I know that they're like, go buy a handle, go figure it out. An underscore. Come on, garbage. Uh, all right, dude. I th- is this this is probably our longest podcast ever because you and I are rambling because we're not face to face to keep each other in check. Longest and worst episode ever. So, <laughs> yeah. Your words, not mine. Soon to be mine. As soon as this post. Yeah. Um, hey, maybe this is going to have some outro music right now. I don't know. Maybe yeah, not. Why don't we get to it? Now the pressure's on. Right now. Listen now to that outro on. music, people. Listen to how good this outro music Woo. is. Woo! Good job, guys, at Zero Chance Pod. You're the best. Hey, thanks for listening, everybody. We love you. Thanks, Rick, for uh, making this happen. 
over over phone call. Well done. Yeah. And uh, until next week, farewell. <laughs>